Hey, Greg. Hey, Jen. What are you listening to this week? Welcome to What Are You Listening To? The weekly podcast created to share music and foster positive connections one song at a time. Some of the songs are old, some new, all good. I'm Jen Tully, and this week I'm joined by Greg McLennan. Greg is a feature film and trailer editor and general film jack-of-all-trades, who honed his skills as head of video at Alamo Drafthouse, Drafthouse Films, and Neon, crafting montages, editing trailers, and programming movie marathons like the Caged series, where Nicolas Cage came and watched five of his movies in one day. He's also a prolific trailer editor and has created provocative trailers for many talented directors like Craig Gillespie, Michelle Gondry, Aaron Moorhead, and Justin Benson, just to name a few. We'll talk more about Greg's journey in between the music. Also, did you know that now on Spotify, you can listen to the show with the songs we discuss incorporated. Just search for What Are You Listening To With Music? If you're not listening on Spotify, be sure to give the playlist a listen and then tune into our conversation. With that, let's get started. Greg, what are you listening to this week? Oh, I'm listening to everything, but there's a, there's a couple of mainstays that I always kind of come back to. And whenever you initially asked me, like, what are you listening to? I wanted to go, not what I'm currently listening to, because that could be varying degrees of embarrassing or exciting for people, but I wanted to go with <laughs> what I'm always listening to. Uh, and I turned to the greatest soundtrack, uh, what I deem to be of all time, uh, the uh, absolute stone cold classic uh, Sylvester Stallone film, Over the Top. Uh, and then narrowing down those songs, it was almost impossible, but one song sticks above the rest, uh, and that is Meet Me Halfway uh, by Kenny Loggins, also known as The Log Dog. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, literally, when I saw that this was one of your picks, it almost brought me to tears. One, because you don't get an amazing arm wrestling movie every year. Um, you certainly don't. You don't. You don't. Not nearly enough. And so uh, 1987 was the magical year, I believe, that delivered us the high standard in arm wrestling films featuring none other than, as you mentioned, Sylvester Stallone and a soundtrack by the king of 80s soundtracks, the incomparable Kenny Loggins. (laughs) It's like every Kenny Loggins song is a hit, but this is one of those ones that like, Footloose is great, like Caddyshack's I'm Alright is great, but I felt like the log dog really shifted gear into balladeering with this one. Uh, <laughs> pure, pure, unadulterated emotion. And he dumped all of those thoughts and feelings into a movie about a man wrestling for the custody of his son. Exactly. And like with zero like um, irony or veiled metaphor, like it's basically exactly like Rocky, except (laughs) he's driving a truck and instead of like rooting for and pulling for his wife and Adrian being the main person that is like driving him, it's his son and getting his son back. So I have to give them like props too for just basically like a copy paste of the same movie, except where did you say that? It's an entirely different film for me. Uh, what's amazing is that, that that's one of the final films that came out of uh, the studio canon. Uh, it was like that Masters of the Universe and Superman 4. And then wow. they went bankrupt from bankrolling uh, what ultimately proved to be not box office successes. Uh, but 
No, like I grew up with Over the Top and it was one of those like really, really like personal kid movies that I grew up and kept revisiting going, nope, it's still great. Uh, and uh, as fate would have it, uh, somebody actually reached out to me uh, to edit a trailer for a movie called The Golden Arm, uh, which is a, a female arm wrestling uh, like comedy uh, narrative about a baker who has a golden arm and uh, enters into an arm wrestling tournament. Uh, <laughs> and uh, whenever I watched that movie, I was just like, holy shit, dreams come real. I'm going to get to edit an over the top style trailer. And so I just like scoured for music because obviously... I wasn't going to have the log dog, uh, but I got uh, I got oh, some man. great music and I got to edit uh, my own arm wrestling, like training and montage. And I feel like I can die now. Yeah, that sounds kind of like a dream. And even though you did not get to work with the incomparable Kenny Loggins, I'm sure it's oh. still magic. But this song, I mean, if you haven't like all kidding aside about the movie, like if you first off, if you haven't seen it, yes, go back. You must. It is like it's so definitely, good. It's so like and you like even his name, What uh, his name is. Lincoln Hawks in Lincoln Hawks. Lincoln Hawks. I mean, like you don't get a more like action star name than that. So like it's definitely worth it. And to like seal the deal, this is like again, embarrassingly, I'm gonna admit this, but this is like one of my all-time favorite Kenny Loggins songs. It's so good. And if you listen it to the word shit out of Pooh's corner. It does. Like forget about <laughs> Pooh. I never want to hear Pooh Corner again. I want to hear this one over and over. And the funny thing too is that. Um, the, well, there are many funny things, but I was listening to our playlist in the car the other night, like belting this one out, like singing. I was having a car concert for sure. I still knew every word. I probably haven't listened to this song in 30 years and I still knew every single word to it. I'm belting it out. We're stopped at a stoplight. And I'm like, you know, if like my dash cam or something is recording right now and I die, this is going to be the <laughs> most embarrassing way to go out. Like when people say, who's your coolest friend? It's never like the chick in her car crying to Kenny Loggins. Like that's not would, the coolest I, girl I like you know. <laughs> <laughs> and let you know that if I got a phone call and somebody told me my dear friend died while belting out Kenny Loggins's meet me halfway while driving in a car, I'm like, God, she must have died doing what she loved because I can't think of a better out than going out by dying that way. Yeah, you're right. Like that would have been a like a super awesome way to go out for me. But I was thinking like all the people that love me, like anybody that ever said I was cool has to like eat their words now because this is maybe... <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, I feel like I don't want to talk too much about the movie and keep it about the music, but uh, I feel like it bears mentioning that Sylvester Stallone literally reaches into his truck and puts on just a smorgasbord of uh, the most wonderful uh, T-shirts that I've ever seen. Uh, well, we I think we talked about this too. There is a, an amazing New York like sleeves cut off t-shirt that he wears with suspenders. That's like yeah. actually kind of a classic. If I could get my hands on that t-shirt, I would Still definitely. Uh, there's a, a website that's Sylvester. It's slystalloneshop.com uh, where you can buy almost all of the apparel that he's ever worn in his movies. Like uh, factory like made remakes of stuff. So like you can get that shirt. You can get it as a tank top. You can get it as the deep V. Stop. I, well, then yeah. now everybody, like next time anybody sees me, I'm the girl wearing the Sylvester Stallone merch, everyone. <laughs> At least I won't have to walk up to you and be like, excuse me, I just came by to compliment your shirt and I can just say, hey, Jen. <laughs> exactly. I, no introduction required. 
not, not when you're wearing a shirt that's so deeply seated in a movie that nobody has seen uh, and then exactly. having an offshoot detail of it that just lets me know that you're cool from the get-go right then that like that's how that's how we find our people that's how weirdos find each other <laughs> And they thought that they were just making a profit. But no, yeah, like that movie, no. I, I mean, like the use of that song in that movie is a uniquely like good thing because it's clear that they got like a great Kenny Loggins song and then it's just montaged in. And I feel like Sylvester Stallone movies are pretty famous for like being hard on their sleeves, sometimes to a fault. But like they all have great montages and like over the top is basically Rocky Four for me in that you get an absolute banger of a soundtrack with a whole bunch of really great, sweaty, muscly, like music videos. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And and while we're talking about like ridiculous, amazing movies that nobody ever saw, I think we have to like naturally segue into your amazing second pick, which made me almost as happy as the first. Can you please tell I mean, me what your there- second song was? Yeah, I don't know what it is about me, but apparently uh, movies that are not initial hits are exactly the kind of movies that I fall in love with. I like <laughs> me too. Big, big, big old swings, and I don't think that there was a swing uh, quite as big as Walter Hill's Streets of Fire, which also, start to finish, incredibly perfect soundtrack. Uh, but uh, Tonight is What It Means to Be Young by Fire Inc. is uh, easily my favorite song on that one. It's one of those ones that... Uh, I, uh, I'll play at the end of a, an evening where friends are over and I go, nobody can leave for seven minutes. And everybody just starts <laughs> wailing it because it's like an ultimate party starter. It is. It's so good. And it's like almost seven minutes of pure 80s magic. Like you almost can't get more 80s for me than this movie. And again, like even the way it opens, like for those of you that haven't seen it, like it starts and it says a rock and roll fable, another time, another place. Right. So already you're just like, what is, what are we, what am I about to watch? It it does that incredible thing that like every, like directors that made movies in the eighties were obsessed with the fifties, the way that directors today are obsessed with the eighties and nobody today is incorporating that kind of fiftiesness to it, the way that eighties movies did. And I feel like there was just something pure and unadulterated about streets of fire. Cause you're like, does this take place in the future or does this take place in the 50s, 60s? I have no idea. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's like a, it's a, a steamy, gross, sweaty, like, awesome movie that's got incredible music in it uh and like it's insane like walter hill like had this movie take place in this like rainy dark night of a of a a place and then he shot it all in like the warner's back lot where he just like put garbage bags over the top and everybody was just sweating the entire time in a movie (laughs) where nobody's supposed to be sweaty and then willem defoe's walking around in like pleather like uh overalls and running a motorcycle (laughs) Yeah. And, well, and that's another thing to talk about as well. Like the cast, like I could say the ca- I list off cast members from this and everybody knows who they are. It's Willem Dafoe. It's Diane Lane. It's Michael Paré. It's Rick Moranis, Ed Bagley Jr., Bill Paxton, Elizabeth Daly, Amy Madigan, Rick Rosovich. Like, I mean, everybody's in this movie, yet nobody saw it. One, like only it was definitely was not a box office success. Um, and now. It's so good. It's just like, it's so silly and crazy. And like, you're watching it and you're just like, what am I even seeing? And 
in between all of it, yeah, like you said, you have this amazing soundtrack. You have like this great music. And I have to shout this out because I always like loved this too about it. Um, Diane Lane, she does, she lip syncs in the movie, but she's supposed to be the rock star that's singing for, um, for the band. And her band name or her name, her stage name is Ellen Aim. Ellen Aim and, and the, the Attackers. Yeah. yeah, and the Attackers. The Attackers yeah. are the cool guys. Uh, but yeah, no, like it's crazy because you watch a movie called Street of fire from the 80s and your first impulse is to think of bruce springsteen and apparently yes. uh bruce springsteen had that song all set to go and it hadn't come out uh from him yet and then whenever they w- they like filmed the finale of the movie at like the punk rock club where diane lane like sings triumphantly streets of fire uh and then the boss was like oh i thought i was gonna be singing it if nobody sings the boss but the boss and so they had to scramble and write a new song in three days and rebuild this set for like over millions of dollars just to re-record Diane Lane singing a different song, but with the same enthusiasm and all the people there. And it's just like bananas. Like you're like, yeah, sure. That movie won't ever make money if they're just putting bad money over good. But boy, is it a special, like completely cohesive vision that is uh, a timeless classic for me. I have a gigantic poster of it in my living room. It's insane. And yes, definitely the finale, the the tonight is what it means to be young scene when she finally like belts this song out after all of the hardship and trials and tribulations they've been through in not quite past, not quite future New York City, <laughs> wherever I mean, that's, that's they may you, be. <laughs> but, I, I, I like to think of it that it takes place in the Warriors universe, where right? like the Warriors is what New York's like, and this is what Chicago's like. Totally. It's so, so good. And so, if yes, if you've not heard this song, if you've not like taken a, a dive into Streets of Fire, Please do, because this one will like bring the 80s back in maybe the most authentic way ever in terms of I just mean, like. Would, just everybody go to Discogs and buy the soundtrack. I swear <laughs> to God, if you don't love it, I'll buy it from you and I will just amass <laughs> copies of it because it's the ultimate gift for anybody. <laughs> Seriously. It, I mean, this one is well worth your time. Um, and I love too that like it is hard. Well, you tell me, I feel like this is like your business of like pulling together, you know, the montages and the trailers and things like that. Like, how do you like, how do you create magic like that? Right? Like something like tonight is what it means to be young, just can't be separated from Streets of Fire. Like, I can't think of that movie without thinking of the song. I can't think of, you know, to go back to Kenny Loggins, I can't think of Footloose or Caddyshack or Over the Top without thinking of a Kenny Loggins song. Like, is that how it works for you whenever you're putting a trailer together? Do you just immediately hear the song and like the two are attached or like, how does that process work for you? I mean, it was uh, it was a different game whenever we were at Draft House uh, running dirty on rights, uh, but because it was just kind of like whatever we were listening to, and we would kind of just share music with each other and be like, "Oh, that's a good montage song." And it's just kind of like thinking about the mechanics of the song to where like, does it have a cool intro? Does it have a sweet break so you can layer stuff in? And then does it have a big swell that you can kind of hijack the emotion of it to where you know that you're going to get to a triumphant ending, regardless of what you're putting there. But if you put it together well, that it's even more powerful than it is. But I think like a, a song like uh, Tonight is What It Means to Be Young and like Streets of Fire, like it's indelibly great because the performance is kind of there on screen, like okay. beyond the artifice of like Diane Lane, like lip syncing it, like between like that song and like Kenny Loggins, I think they're different uh, in that like 
the excitement and the editing and everything in that scene is all like in service of the performance to where like even if you're not into the song which is i think uh, physically impossible for all human bodies uh but if you weren't into it like the nature of how it's composed makes you draw the attention to it and and the excitement towards it whereas like the the kenny Loggins song like i feel like it's just like that song is great by itself, but like the the moment is built because of the montaging around it. And so like whenever I, I do a trailer, like, yeah, like I'll be like, hey, do you have music from your movie that's licensed for marketing? And, you know, you'll listen to it all and then you go, no, these won't work and I'll find something on my own. Or you go, <laughs> bang, that's right there. And like, yeah, it is it, like you'll sit there for a day listening to music and think you're never going to find anything and go totally insane. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's just a eureka moment when you hear something and then like my brain triggers to just start seeing images and and then it's just off to the races to make sure my hands can keep up with my thoughts. Oh, that's so cool, though, because that like that that is like you can see visually, but it's never going to pull out the same emotion that it does when you pop it with the right song. Like, I just think that that's such a cool it must feel like making magic all the time when you're working, because like you could. Yeah, you can listen to a song and feel one way, watch something, feel one way, put them together. And it's like exponentially more emotional for me like i don't and i, mean, I don't it, know why it, that is it, but it's so it, true it, 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 it feels cheesy to say and i don't want to like talk about that i'm particularly great at my job uh but i like <laughs> doing it a lot and but whenever i like i'm working on something triumphant like i won't stop working on it and even though i know and i've built all of the beats into it with like music and everything like i'll watch it and rewatch it and rewatch it and keep changing it and it's not until i give myself like goosebumps that i go okay i think it's there and it's just like i like I, I feel my own emotion going into it or like if i'm working on like something scary it's like does this spook me out and like even though like the scares don't scare me because i put them there like ultimately like you still go like i feel scuzzy and creeped out by that and you're like i think this is good and then you show it to somebody else and they're like that's disgusting and you're like thank you yes that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> Well, speaking of, of of songs and movies that elicit a visceral reaction, this was one of those for me. So for my first pick, I chose Edge of Reality by Elvis and Tame Impala from the Elvis soundtrack. So That's this a is, good one. Yeah, this is like the Boz Luhrmann movie came out last year. Obviously, his films are always filled with music. Um, they're they're very interesting. They're very colorful. They're very busy. Like his and I, so I think the soundtrack often reflects that. Like he always has a lot of mashups and collabs and um, reinterpretations of songs. And so that's kind of what I loved about. This version is, I think there are a lot of good songs on the Elvis soundtrack. It was hard to pick one, but this one, um, really like for me, I grew up with parents who listened to Elvis. So we had like that, it was almost like the first band or artist I remember hearing as a kid because I heard it from my parents. And so seeing this kind of interpretation with a band like Tame Impala, that's one of my favorites now was just a cool, it was a cool mashup of old and new for me. Um, and we were talking about, you know, like they, like the 50s aren't loved as much in movies today as they were in 80s movies. But it was fun to go back and revisit a 50s movies that had or something that took place in that time frame, but had all the technology accessible that we have today. So I loved seeing like such a color splashed version of the 50s in this movie. And I just thought that this song was super cool. Did you have yeah. you seen Elvis? What did you think about this? Yeah. I am a Baz Luhrmann sucker. It was uh, one of those movies that I watched with such anticipation that I think I was ultimately a bit disappointed the first time I watched it. And then I bought it on 4K because I was 
know that I want to have all of my, my Lermans. And I uh, watched it again, and I really did appreciate it so much more the second time. Because uh, I think that guy just works so fast that you need to watch it twice in order yeah. to appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, like uh, you picked this song out and like I heard it whenever the credits hit uh, in the movie. Uh, and then I re-listened to it whenever you put it on your list. And uh, I liked this song a lot. It just wasn't an Elvis song that I was super familiar with uh, like yeah. the uh, other ones. And I think it just must have been a testament to Baz Luhrmann getting all of these artists and going, here are the Elvis songs that I want in my movie. I want you to in- reinterpret them all. And everybody's like... Um, everybody's already reinterpreted those songs and like everybody covers Elvis and changes Elvis and reinvents Elvis. And and like, there's every generation, like I feel like we get a resurgence of an Elvis song. Yeah. Uh, and it was just crazy to have it all dumped into one movie where they go, Hey, we made a bunch for like the next 30 years. Stop doing it. Right. We've perfected it. Everybody can stop. And here you go. And that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, like there were some Elvis albums that I would go back to occasionally and listen to. And now I'm like, yeah, no, I'm kind of good with this soundtrack. And it's like <laughs> revamped everything for me. And I feel all right about it. Have you have you seen all of the like Elvis specials that they obviously show snippets of that they recreated in the movie? Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I mean, some of them, I I don't know if I've seen every single clip that they had in the movie, but I've seen, I saw his comeback special, um, I've seen a, his live from Vegas special, um, so yeah, I've seen a few of, of them. Yeah, they're amazing, like, whenever yeah. I worked at the dra- Draft House, I uh, started out by doing the quote-alongs and sing-alongs there, and I remember, like, being an Elvis fan, uh, but not like a like a super fan or anything. And then I got to put together an Elvis sing along where I got to like comb through every music video, like every one of his specials and performances. So and good. man, like it's amazing. And like every time you think that you've like hit the bottom of like all of his good songs, you just find another one that's just sitting there waiting for you. Exactly. And so point moral of the story, if you haven't dug into Elvis, kids, <laughs> go yeah, back. There, there's one waiting for you. Yeah, there's a reason that he was the king for a very long time. So go yeah. back and check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's like other people wrote him off too. And then he just came back with more bangers. Yeah, he just kept coming. <sighs> Well, speaking of a banger, I feel like this is one that I've been going back to lately that um, that always gets me like pumped up and in a good mood, even though it's kind of like quirky and weird. I love it. And that is New Buddy Roomba by LCD Sound System. And this is from the White Noise soundtrack. I mean, song I love. Uh, I can't say I, I, I love the film. Yeah, you know, I same kind of feeling about it. Like, I thought it was super interesting. I love Adam Driver. I love Greta Gerwig. But you got to be down for some weird in this one. Like, I feel, and not weird, like, not cohesive weird. <laughs> I'm like, there were parts where I think that when you and I were talking um, before we started recording, you said something that is so true. It's like, you watch the whole movie to build up to this super oh, yeah. amazing music video at the end, right? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the longest two and a half hour countdown video for a, right. a, an incredible five minute music video at the end <laughs> yeah the movies i mean it's one of it's one of those movies too where people are like well should i watch it i'm like yeah watch it and i'm interested to hear what you think you know it's been really mixed reviews like some people loved it i've talked to people that were like oh noah bombach's best film you know and others that are like meh I don't know, um, but it's like it's like watch a marriage story. Call me yes. when you're crying. Exactly, which is like <laughs> ten minutes in for that one. Oh my gosh, I was crying the entire movie. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is one where definitely the the music delivered more for me than the film in this 
particular the, instance. The, the weird part is, is the movie's all score, and then it's obviously like a. You can say I won't. I won't disparage the film because every movie is a miracle and they're impossible to make. But like right. to have made such a long and indulgent cut with like an unlimited funds, the way like people or Netflix is uh, giving to auteurs to just do whatever. Like to then go and I'm going to put a five minute music video at the end of it, and you're like, man, people got to pee. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I didn't want to leave during the credits, and I didn't like the movie, but I sat all the way through it, just going, "Wow, where was this kind of creativity for the rest of the movie?" Yeah, yeah, and where is this sort of like cohesion? I think that's what it was for me. Is like I, I was thinking I was going to get one thing, and then that storyline kind of didn't pan out, and then it goes another direction, and that like it, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's about the song. That's what we'll. That's how we'll leave it, Greg. Right? That's nice I and mean, kind and not disparaging. <laughs> and if you ever just want to see Andre Benjamin dance and shake some cookies, like it's a gif that I just send to people. People are like, "What are you doing today?" And it just means I'm staying home and eating cookies. That's right. That and looking cool doing it, man, in the middle of a grocery store. <laughs> So yes, if you love Adam Driver, you love Greta Gerwig, you'll probably make it through the film. And once you do, your reward is an amazing video for New Body Roomba by LCD Sound System. <laughs> That's the treat for finishing the whole entire film. <laughs> yeah, right. Or you could just go to YouTube. But I mean, also definitely watch the movie. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Greg, thank you so much for sharing what you're listening to this week. To learn oh, it was more- my absolute honor. Yeah, this was like, I mean, I I could keep talking to you for like hours and hours. So listeners do not be surprised when I have Greg back on the show. (laughs) I mean, we were just talking about Voyage of the Rock Aliens before uh, we started recording. And I'm like, now I just want to talk about Voyage of the Rock Aliens because that movie's bizarre and also has great music. But maybe that's what we'll do. We'll do next time you and I get together, we'll come up with an episode about like weirdest movies with best soundtracks. That could be a fun oh. exercise. <laughs> Man, that could be a long exercise if you're just sitting there watching all those movies, though, because some <laughs> movies have great soundtracks and boy. But I mean, like, I would absolutely come on and just talk about Voyage of the Rock Aliens. And because I'm Canadian, we can uh, dissect uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, love. <laughs> we have a date. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've waited my whole life for to hear somebody say that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, to learn more about Greg and Electric Owl Creative, you can visit the website at electricowlcreative.com or on Instagram at electricowlcreative. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-O-W-L-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E, as well as Greg's personal Twitter at the McLennan, that's at T-H-E-M-A-C-L-E-N-N-A-N. And he's also on Letterboxd if you're curious about what movies he's watching these days, and you really should be. If you couldn't tell from this conversation, this is uh, this guy's got the gold standard for movies that you must see. <laughs> Um, I, I have a list on there. You can see my top 100 movies because the Alamo Draft House made us do it one time, and I had the most agonizing time putting together a list. And so it's a it's a snapshot of my life in time. Oh, I can't wait! I'm definitely going to go and compare list. <laughs> And listeners, please be sure to follow, download, and share this show with everyone you know and all the people you'd like to know, because music is a great way to connect. Last but not least, to stay informed on all things Super Awesome Mix, follow us on Instagram at Super Awesome Mix. 
Thanks for listening. And please join me again next week to find your new favorite songs.